You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. If we have that thought that we've really had a rough week and we've messed up a lot, that's the perfect time to go before Him and know that he, He's there with open arms waiting on us to come. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast with the Cypress Creek Church crew. We have the usual suspects in studio with us today and our very, very special guest, Rhonda Patterson, our prayer pastor. Say hi to us all, Rhonda. Hello. Glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Rhonda, you did a great job talking, kind of following Jose's message about prayer and just the impact it's had on your life. So I have a few questions to talk with you about. First off, kind of as you've as we've been going through this uh, spiritual deepening, kind of let's go deep series, uh, what has been something maybe new or maybe something that God has reminded you about just when it comes to prayer, just throughout these this whole season that we're in? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. And it's something that we've even talked about uh, with the prayer team, just um, for some, it's it's been a wonderful season because in the slowness, they've been able to uh, have more time for prayer where they really had to schedule it in before and figure out where to fit it in. And in this season, they have found that to be such a blessing. And of course, I have too. But um, yeah, I think that's a that's been a huge blessing in the slowness uh, is for everyone, unless you have a hundred kids at home. <laughs> um, that could still be a, a great challenge, but um, for many, it that's that's really been a benefit. Even when you have five million kids at home <laughs> and it's very loud, mm-hmm. there has been something about this season that mm-hmm. you're exactly right. Just yeah. being still, mm-hmm. and you know, we read that verse in, in Psalms: "Be still and know that I'm God." Yes. That's been a very yes. true verse. Yeah, it's been great. And just one other thing: in that, um, I've really enjoyed the prayer, um, the uh, worship list that uh, playlist that you, ah, you guys yeah. do each week. Um, as I, I'll start playing that with the intention of getting something else done. And before I know it, I'm just like stopped whatever I'm doing and um, worship and move into prayer. So that's been incredible. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Shout out to Artie Vega on the uh, playlist. He had, in my opinion, the best playlist out of any of us. Not that it's a competition, but he totally won. Ben, how do you find the playlist? Uh, Yeah, the playlist, uh, the worship playlist is on uh, Apple Music as well as Spotify. It is entitled The Weekly Worship Picks, all caps, and it sticks out when you search it that way. And that's how you can find it. It's linked on our Facebook page usually and posted when we update it. And uh, sometimes we share that on the Cypress Creek Church Facebook page as well. I'm not the social media guru, so that's why I say sometimes. And we're back from commercials. So, Rhonda, we'll keep things going. (laughs) So, one of the things that both you talked on and then Jose, and I love to get everyone's uh, feedback on this, was just this idea of humility and just our posture as we approach God as we're praying. What what is so significant about our posture as we kind of prepare our hearts to enter into a time of prayer with Mm -hmm. the Lord? Yeah. Well, (laughs) it is significant because... um, he he knows what our posture is before we even come to him. He knows 
uh, everything that we're walking in, what we're struggling with, what we're we're uh, feeling maybe a little overconfident in, or anything. He knows it all more than I know myself. Mm -hmm. And so uh, coming to him with that posture of humility is uh, just it's everything because it's bearing myself before him and feeling safe to do so, which we are, and and just letting him speak into every area. So, yeah. Yeah, when we were eating lunch, Paulina was talking about something, social media, and immediately uh, I thought of how, you know, the difference between knowing about God and actually knowing God can sometimes be the difference between knowing somebody on social media mm-hmm. or keeping up with them. So you see what they're doing, but you're not really connected to them. And humility postures us in a place where we are going to God, not with our list so that he can be the genie that just kind of acts on and and does what's on our list or or Mm -hmm. our desire, but he just wants communication and he's our good father. So he wants us to really allow us to recognize that he's got it and that he's Mm -hmm. doing things for us. So humility Mm -hmm. for me postures uh, em- me immediately in in a in a in a in a, in the place of a servant. That's good. Yeah, you said uh, yesterday that prayerlessness is a sign of independence, and that really got me. And to me, that goes hand in hand with humility. Um, and that that's exactly that's what I needed to hear because I've struggled to try and be. Uh, Sean used this phrase actually a long time ago talking about relationships and what we do, like our tendencies as humans. And one of the things he said was fierce independence and that that's a way of the world. And that is my Mm -hmm. auto, uh, I don't know what the word would be. That's where I cruise and that's where prayerlessness becomes an issue. And so when you said that, it really, it brought that conviction and that humility that I really I'm not in control, you know, and that I'm not, I'm not independent. I need to remember that I rely on God and, um, yeah, how prayer does that. And that was really good. Yeah. For me personally, um, when it comes to humility and getting, getting myself into the attitude of humility and coming under the, the, uh, authority of, of God, when we enter into prayer is to take on the attitude from Isaiah and his, Mm-hmm. In uh, one of his visions, he has a vision of the Lord on the throne, and the temple was being filled with smoke in this in this vision. And he says, "Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips." And um, just that attitude of awe and um, reverence, and and coming under. The reality of who we are approaching, and and taking into ourselves the 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 wonder that He welcomes us, and that we can approach that power, mm-hmm. we can approach the God of all creation mm-hmm. uh, with confidence because of what He's done for us. Like, Amen. that's where I start when I enter into like intercessory or just really prayer, daily prayer when I have a, a focused prayer mm-hmm. time. So. 
Yeah. yeah, and that's a great segue to my next question for Rhonda and for others here too. Kind of for someone who's maybe newer in their faith or just still has questions, prayer may seem like a very daunting kind of task, or maybe you've got to, you know, check off a lot of boxes or, you know, I've, I've screwed up this past week, so I, I can't talk to God right now. So what are some things that maybe just attributes of God that you would just remind or, or maybe just kind of uh, just help people understand about who God is as it comes to their approach to who God is in their prayer walk? I love that. I love that because... His attributes of mercy and grace are everything, and He is filled with it for us at all times. And so we can uh, come to Him confidently. And when if we have that thought that we've really had a rough week and we've messed up a lot, that's the perfect time to go before Him and know that He He's there with open arms waiting on us to come. That's that's the time, and that's something that I had shared in my the message yesterday was that um, I, for a lot of years I did not have that. I didn't grasp that understanding truly of of um, just I think Rob used Pastor Rob used to call it keeping short list. Mm-hmm. You know, and just going to him in the moment as soon as you've you've judged or you've gossiped or you've you know, it's just going and knowing that he is merciful and kind. His kindness leads us to repentance, his word tells us. So he he's not going to condemn us. He wants us to come to him. Another word of encouragement is the words of Jesus when he's telling the disciples how to pray. In Matthew 6, verse 7, he says, When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray them like this. And he goes on to the Lord's Prayer. But it's interesting because that verse that says that the Father knows what you need before you ask him, I don't know about y'all, but I think then why would we need to pray? If God already knows what we need and he loves us and he's for us, why would then would we need to pray? And, and that's what brings me back to, well, he wants a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And prayer is the, our communication with him. Mm-hmm. And so he does know exactly where we're at, but when he has our attention, he's delighted. He actually Absolutely. wants to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And is. that's crazy because normally, you know, when you're called into the principal's office, you're not going to pour out your heart <laughs> to the principal or the, your boss's CEO, whatever. You kind of come in with that awe that you're talking about and that vision with Isaiah. But on the other side, you find this amicable and peaceful and loving father that wants to spend time with his mm-hmm. um, people. So it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. That's good stuff. So on the Conversations podcast, we love to kind of get practical and kind of just talk through taking from the message and, okay, how do we apply this in our week? So I thought first I'd ask kind of all everyone a question more to do with what's kind of been one of the biggest things that has deepened your prayer life. So I know we'll kind of get into some specifics. I know, Jose, you mentioned about four uh, on Sunday, but maybe just from even just a high level, what would be kind of some of the things that has helped you help deepen your, your prayer life? I'll go first, if that's okay with everybody. <laughs> For me, what's deep in my prayer life is gratitude. Um, I, um, you know, f- for for the things I've gone through in my life and the stuff that I've uh, dealt with, you know, for, from, from a young age up into adulthood and with having kids and with starting businesses and, like, trying to just figure out things and figure out who I am and where God wants me to be, I can 
look back and see the story of God in my life, the equipping that he puts in, even when I don't understand. And that continues, that, that story that he tells through my circumstance and the, and the things that he uh, involves me in, that story is something that I can look back and uh, it really instills gratefulness into my heart and it makes me want to spend time with, with the, this might sound a little self-serving, but with the giver, the one who's, who's doing all that because I don't take it for granted. I don't think that I deserve, you know, and um, so that gratefulness has really brought me into a, a neat relationship with God as, as the actual and, and uh, father figure. You know, uh, the mm-hmm. physical, tangible father figure in my life, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think um, something with this series is that all it seems like all the spiritual disciplines feed into prayer. And, you know, like when I read the word, it leads me, it deepens my prayer life. And when I memorize scripture, it deepens my prayer prayer life and fasting does and uh it just it's interesting mm-hmm. to see how trying to have like gone go deep during this time and practice those things more all feed into my relationship with God which is founded in prayer in my conversations mm-hmm. with him so that's been something that's really helped in this season specifically absolutely and i i feel like um in growing your prayer life specifically uh you know that that time spending some time with him each day it, it's just it's everything because that feeds into your prayer life as you're walking out your work your grocery shopping whatever it is your prayer life will be active during those times if you're spending that time with him and yet i say that in a way that um, don't be hard on yourself if you're not sitting an hour a day reading your Bible and praying. Yeah. Everyone's wired different. Everyone has different responsibilities in their life. And if you're trying to grow that, if you're trying to, I would say, if, it, if you can sit for five minutes to right. start with that and read a scripture and pray for five minutes and then try to grow from that, try to, to, to lengthen that the next week, the week after. There's no rules here, but just just growing that desire to grow it and ask the Lord to help you mm-hmm. to grow that time with Him, and, and He will. He'll, he'll show you how to do that and how to, and you'll begin to desire it and want it. And for some, it's early in the day. For some, it's late in the evening. It's just what works for you, but being purposeful in that and desiring it. And your love for Him will grow, and because of that, your love for others will grow. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, because that's like right down my alley. I spent a lot of years not being, not in my mind, not good enough, mm-hmm. because I wasn't a, a you know, uh, you know, someone who would go in and, and close the closet door and be there for hours. And uh, I envied in an unhealthy way, mm-hmm. which it's okay to look up to people and appreciate their gifts, mm-hmm. but I, I envied in an unhealthy way those who could who could do that and just thought I was lesser. I wasn't um, spiritual enough or close enough to God because I didn't interact with Him that way. Mm-hmm. And it was actually through the ministry of PMT and going through PMT 101 training and other things mm-hmm. at Cypress Creek Church where I understood it was okay to be myself, to be who God made me to be, and to communicate with Him, and that was just 
hugely freeing for me in my prayer life that I could be a pray as you go guy. I could be driving in my truck and have intimacy with God. You know, so thank you for that and thank you for the team that you guys teach that. Yeah, we were all we're all called to pray, but not everyone is called to the ministry of prayer. Right. And intercession. And intercession. So it's it's different, but we are all called to pray. And so but that can look different and does. Even right here, the five of us sitting our prayer lives look different, each one right. of us. God is very, is, I think he's as creative with that and many other things as he is with creating us and how we're all so different. And so it's what works for you, what, what works with, with God, and how, how does it bless you? So, Yeah, like you, Ben, I saw a lot of people praying for other people and seeing the boldness that they had and boldly, even in a, in a form of evangelism, just asking, hey, I believe in Jesus. Can I pray for you in any way? You know, college campus at Texas State, we used to do that more often than not. And I was absolutely freaked out by walking up to people and asking for prayer. And that's actually something that has grown my spiritual walk. At first, I did it as an exercise almost. It was a, a, a discipline that I was practicing. But then the more I did it, it did two things. One, it actually allowed me to approach people more boldly in, in a non-harmful way. When you ask somebody to pray, very few people are actually going to reject prayer. You know, they may have a, a rejection out of a conversation, whether Jesus is Lord or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, people really are open to prayer. And the second thing, it, it made me accountable because if I wasn't praying behind the scenes when yeah. no one was watching, then I felt it when I was praying for other people. <laughs> and you feel like a fraud. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but when, 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 you know, first thing I did was pray. And by the way, for me, I, that was community. So we would pray a group of four or five guys uh, three times a week early in the morning. This was in college. And, and the first thing we did was pray. And, and it taught me first, it, it really is important that, that, positioning prayer first, but I would be more open to pray for people um, if I had done that, where if I hadn't, then I kind of did feel like like a fraud. So that's something that's really helped me deepen my, my prayer life. That's good. One of the things about prayer that not only we talked about yesterday, but just I feel like if you've been in the church at a certain point, you've heard the, the, this kind of truth about we should strive to pray without ceasing, and that's mm-hmm. biblical. And so uh, for someone who's like, I can't even concentrate for longer than about 30 <laughs> seconds, so how am I supposed to be constantly praying throughout the day? Rhonda and then others here too, what would you kind of say as far as how does that look like in a practical mm-hmm. day-to-day praying without ceasing? I, I feel like if you're thinking about it, you can't do it. It's, it's a very natural part of your day as your relationship with him grows. And that's where that time spent with him, if it's five minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, that it grows out of that, out of that walking with him, because then your thoughts begin to align with his. We are in this world, but not of this world. We are created spirit, soul and body. And so we're walking in this physical world, but we're spiritual beings. And so it's so easy to get distracted by the physical things around us that are going on. And yet we're spiritual and and we're filled with the Holy Spirit as we walk with the Lord. And so it's being led by inviting Him to to lead 
And, and as he leads, our spirit leads, our spirit's in front. And so that our prayer life just comes out of that. So as an example, I may be in the grocery store or somewhere and spot someone from the church or just it may be even someone from the community that I know of a situation or um, an illness or anything. And instead of just thinking it, I immediately will just pray it. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of becomes a natural, and it could be so simple, or or a a problem in my own life, something that I've uh, maybe drawn to worry about. And when the thought goes through my mind, it becomes natural to just, well, I trust you with that, Lord. I'll just think that, or if I'm at home, I may say it out loud. But uh, if I'm out in public, I don't want to shock anyone, but, you know, that thought, if, if a worrisome thought or something, and, and I'll just say, I trust you, Lord, and that's my prayer. It's not right. some big thing, but just, and then that thought goes away, and the worry goes away. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that's uh, helped me a lot on the pray without ceasing mm-hmm. idea, because I like things that are black and white, like to compartmentalize things. And so Mm -hmm. prayer time goes in a box and then life goes, you know, and I think like opening that up and just being, instead of feeling something like a worry or Mm -hmm. judgment or anything like that pop up in my mind, instead of being like, oh, I need to remember to pray about that later, just Mm -hmm. being in the moment, uh, like exactly what you're saying has helped me so much. And then also... I have to go on, can't go on the opposite extreme that's like somebody, this is what I'm trying to get out. Somebody once told me that thinking about something isn't the same as praying about it. And it's really true Mm -hmm. to what you're saying. And that's Mm -hmm. something I've learned that just because it's in my head and that I'm thinking about, uh, might be thinking about how it relates to my relationship with God, unless I willfully submit it to God, like I trust you, Lord, or take this away or you know, mm-hmm. some kind of submission under him, then I'm just thinking about my stuff and not really mm-hmm. praying, you know? So yeah. that's what's really helped me. Jose, yesterday in your message, you mentioned this idea that, which I think is totally true about, it's easy to go to God when things are hard, but in the good times, we tend to forget about it. And so I think maybe for a lot of us, just with everything going on, uh, we may be coming to God for the first time in a while. And so I guess open to all of y'all to hear, but kind of what are some ways in which we can continue to pray and kind of have a deep prayer life when things are going well and things are going strong? Yeah, I'd say what Ben, Ben nailed it earlier when he said, with gratefulness, just start with a posture of uh, counting your blessings and seeing how God has richly blessed you. I know for me, my house is very loud um, with four under six or four, six and under, um, but I'm very grateful all the time. I see them healthy. I'm, I see them running around and my mind can quickly turn to frustration because either I can't meet needs or they don't know what needs they have or whatever the case may be. Um, but gratefulness, I would say, is the best way to start. I agree with that. That was the first thing I thought is, was, is gratefulness is, is everything. And um and we can ask God to fill us with that, even if we're struggling and not feeling it so much, but just being grateful because sooner or later, things won't be going great. <laughs> but when they are, we need to be grateful for what God's done. My mom bought this plaque that 
sat in the front door for many years growing up, and I don't know if I'll be able to translate it correctly, but it says that be grateful for the things that you have not desire the things you don't have. I butchered it in English and Spanish. It's a play on words. And it basically says, don't want what you don't have, but want what you do have something mm-hmm. to that vein. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're, we covet, we want mm-hmm. what we don't have. The grass is always greener on the other side and, and just recognizing all of that we have um, really is so important. Mm-hmm. Rhonda, Rhonda, yesterday you talked about the Lord's Prayer and just the impact that that's had as far as just a helpful tool for people. So I wonder if you could maybe just unpack that just a little further as far as kind of next steps and just ways in which people can can start to kind yeah, of see that. I think for me that wasn't even so much a tool but a realization um, in my prayer life, uh, walking with the Lord and just beginning to realize that my prayers fit within there or should, you know, and so sometimes uh, they don't. And that it's just kind of a guide. It's it's not, even when you're praying, you may not pray every aspect of the Lord's Prayer. Oftentimes you won't, but um, whatever you're praying, it generally will fit within that. So sometimes, uh, I guess where for me, I would feel a check sometimes as if I'm praying uh, and asking for something, and I'm generally asking for my will about something. And the Lord would just kind of gently remind me, you know, His kingdom come, His will be done. Am I asking for that? And can I trust that? And I absolutely can. His will and His way is always better than mine. So it's more of a just a guide um, and however you're praying is is does it align and it 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 just helps it helps you so yeah awesome and my last question here uh, it's going to be a little more a personal question we don't usually do these uh, here Ooh. they're more of a community group question I, I preemptively recuse myself <laughs> yeah, I don't think it works like that not a chance <laughs> but what would what would be uh, an area of prayer that you're hoping to grow deeper in uh, either mm. just right now and Rhonda you don't have to be the first on the yeah. spot but uh, I was just looking at you but but just for all of us what is what's is maybe one component of prayer that that you're wanting to grow deeper in during this season? I'll go first. Forgiveness for the little things, not only for the big things, but for the little things. And forgiveness, it is a prayer request, but it's immediately answered. And that's where humility kind of comes into play. Once we humble ourselves and recognize uh, how grave our sinful nature is and, and how quickly it can take over, once we release that to God, we receive that forgiveness immediately. So, um, for me right now, I would I would say that that's something that um, I'm convicted in growing in. I think for me, it's um, a specific and deliberate listening during my prayer time because I like to talk a lot. I like to tell God what He's supposed to do because of what He said. Um, uh, which you know, a lot of people actually do that and don't realize that's what they're doing. They think it sounds spiritual. Um, to to carry on and on and on, yelling back God's promises to him as if he's forgotten them. Uh, and I actually, you know, I had a time in my life where I was dealing with tough health issues, and, and I got into a pattern of, of doing that, like uh, just, 
you know, reminding, I've got big air quotes going on, reminding God of who he is and and his promises and all of those sorts of things. And of course, in all of that, I was conflating a bunch of his promises with one another and and um, really uh, misconstruing in my own heart and mind who God is. All that rambling to say, um, listening um, well is still something that I desire um, uh, in my prayer time, rather than just talking, getting the information out, you know, um, and, and making sure that God has the list mm. that He need, you know, He has His to do list for me. Um, <laughs> we're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say something similar <laughs> of, of just receiving from God during prayer instead of me being the one giving. And uh, I think even it's easy for me to even addressing forgiveness, like what I need forgiveness for, uh, to come up with a behavior modification plan. And this is how I'm fixing this. You know, this is how I'm deepening, going spiritually deep and kind of having that kind of conversation with God versus kind of what you guys talked about yesterday of knowing that I like knowing that I'm a child of God and I have this undeserved privilege to have prayer with God and to receive identity and to receive and actually have listening time for him to hear for me to hear from him. I think that's been something God's really been just working with me on in this specific, like the last two months of just actually receiving that from him and not me coming with my agenda and plan. That's something I'm working on. I agree. I think that's, that's always mine too. to listen better, to listen more, you know, sometimes just to sit before him with no words and just listen mm. and ask him what's on his heart. What does he want to say? Mm. What's yours, Taylor? <laughs> I, I would say mine, uh, just even after the message yesterday, was just realizing and beginning to kind of think through how I can weave prayer into my nine to five and just the, the work side of things. And I think that... Um, yeah, I have that kind of compartmentalization, if that's a word, uh, between those two. So I can wake up in prayer and have that quiet time. But then once, you know, I'm, I'm working or I'm kind of brainstorming or trying to think through work stuff, uh, it usually just kind of is an afterthought, really. And so I think me trying to figure out ways in which I can weave that in, um, whether it's stopping in the moment and saying, okay, Lord, what do you have for me uh, with this, knowing that uh, God knows exactly where I'm at work-wise. He knows what I'm doing with dealing with. And so I think trying to deepen that, that aspect of my prayer life is a big one for me. Well, uh, that about does it, I think, for this uh, version of the Conversations podcast. I would like to ask, uh, before we close it all up, Rhonda, if you could go over one more time like the, the different ways that people can get connected with PMT, um, even if they're interested in joining or if they need prayer, what are the different ways that they can get connected with PMT? Okay, great. Um, if you are interested in serving on the prayer team in some capacity, we have different aspects of it. We have prayer walkers on Sunday morning that love to welcome in the presence of the Lord uh, before service ever starts. And so that's uh, that's. Uh, an opportunity there. Um, we have uh, an email group that prays requests that come in through the week, and then we have a team that meets every Monday night, and there's an equipping, a little bit of an equipping for uh, all three of those. So I would just say to contact me about that if you're interested. Uh, the first time that I ever uh, was 
expressed my interest in prayer ministry. I went to an equipping not knowing if I uh, if it was going to be for me or not, and um, came away from it knowing absolutely that it was. But it was three years later before the Lord released me to come on board the prayer team. So uh, you can receive equipping and. It's still God may guide you to some other area, and that's great. But that's that's uh, that's what you would do is just contact me about that. Uh, as far as receiving prayer, submitting those requests online uh, through the website, and uh, or emailing me at Rhonda at CypressCreekChurch.com. And so we love to pray those requests. Uh, the team will get those, and uh, also the Monday nights. And I talked about that yesterday. Uh, we have the team that is there, and we love to meet and pray with you. Um, it's just a very safe, confidential place to receive um, God's love. So, Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, uh, Pastor Jose, will you give us a quick little wrap-up? And then as soon as you're done with that, Rhonda, if you can give us like a parting encouragement and exhortation Absolutely. from your perspective, that would be great. I got nothing today. Rhonda, close us up. <laughs> Uh, well, I just want to encourage everyone to, um, I think I said it yesterday, just to relax about it. Don't feel anxious in any way about your prayer life, judged, condemned, anything. Feel excited because God wants to know you. He Well, He knows you. He wants you to know Him, and He wants to walk throughout your day with you. And so that's, just ask Him and give Him permission. That would be my first thing is just ask Him to step into your prayer life yeah. and give him permission to to guide you and grow you in it, and he will. I was thinking, Taylor, as you shared your your thing a while ago, is um, when you have your quiet time, uh, don't say amen at the end. Just say, Lord, I'm going to continue this prayer throughout my day, and just welcome you into it, and he will. So, you know, that's that's, that's what good. I would say. Just invite him in, and and he'll be talking to you, and you'll you'll hear him. His sheep know his voice. So I was about to say amen. <laughs> but I guess not. <laughs> totally in, totally inappropriate. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.